Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the 4040 Vision podcast, the ultimate sports history pod where hindsight is 4040. Before we get started, let's pay some bills and hear from our presenting sponsors. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of 4040 Shorts from the 4040 Vision podcast. This particular episode is a snippet from an episode we did called the Top 5 What Ifs in Raiders History. This snippet covers the Tuck Rule and the first John Gruden era in Oakland that included a couple heartbreaking playoff losses to the Baltimore Ravens and, of course, to the New England Patriots in controversial fashion. This is one of the most painful moments of my sports fanhood, and I'm pretty sure that that passion and pain will come across to you in this episode, so let us know what you think. With that said, um, I will jump in with my number one on the list. And this is, uh, I think it's pretty obvious. It's a a dual threat one here is what if John Gruden beats the Patriots in the famous tuck rule game? Or what if John Gruden beats the Baltimore Ravens in the 2000 AFC championship game? So the obvious one uh, that, you know, everyone talks about is the tuck rule, right? So, uh, you know, the tuck rule is, is the AFC divisional game in 2001, the famous call where the, the legend of Tom Brady begins. But the year before that, the Raiders were 12 and four and they hosted the 12 and four Ravens um, who finished second in the AFC central division back before uh, there was four divisions in each conference. And this was, you know, the legendary Ravens defense with Tony Saragusa, Peter Boulware, Ray Lewis, uh, and Tony Saragusa hits Rich Gannon late. He does one of those belly flop moves. That's now illegal um, on a quarterback uh, on Rich Gannon early in the, in the second quarter Uh, basically rules Rich Gannon out pretty much for the rest of the game. He tries to come back after halftime, but it doesn't work out. Bobby Hoying steps in for the Raiders and was totally ineffective. And then the Ravens win 16 to three with some controversial calls mixed in. They go on to beat the, the giants in the super bowl and become one of the greatest defenses of all time. Okay. And then the next year, the Raiders come back, they go 10 and six, they win the AFC West and they go to new England, Foxborough for the famous tuck rule game. Uh, So before I dive in any thoughts on the, the Ravens AFC championship game, did you watch that game and any thoughts on the hit perhaps? (laughs) No, the the Ravens uh, that season, I, I didn't really tune in too much. I didn't even it's one of the few Super Bowls I haven't watched. So I'm glad you had it on the list because I get to to learn a bit about it. But you, even though I didn't really watch the 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 Ravens Super Bowl, I absolutely remember the tuck rule game. That was a crazy game. I remember the snow and how uh, physical that game was. And the Raiders were so good that year. And the, the Patriots were just such a fascinating team because of the emergence of, of Tom Brady that year. So that game had a lot of uh, intensity going into it. It was such a hard-fought game. But I'll, I'll let you kind of uh, summarize what happened, and we can get into the, the, uh, the controversial part of it. Yeah, of course. So just to, to set the scene, so the, this is, of course, Tom Brady's first year. Uh, the, the Raiders uh, go into Foxborough. They go up 13 to three, then 13, 10. Uh, it, it gets a little closer. The Raiders get the ball back with a little under three minutes left in the game, trying to burn some clock. 
they get to third and one at midfield and they, they try to run it with Zach Crockett, who's one of the best short yardage backs in, in the history of the NFL. Uh, and they fail. Maybe in this era of the NFL, the Raiders would have gone for it again on fourth and one to try to seal the deal, but it, it was probably just too risky. And John Gruden's known as a pretty conservative coach. So uh, the, the Raiders punt, there's a nice return. Tom Brady gets the ball back. He's driving a bit. And then he gets sacked on a blitz by Charles Woodson. And what looks like a clear fumble is recovered by Greg Beaker. So after a review, and at this point, you know, review is still pretty new in the NFL yeah. lexicon. Very um, new. Yeah. So the, the, the tuck rule basically says that a quarterback has to, uh, after a pump fake, must bring the ball back into his body or perform a, quote, football-related move. So it's similar to the catch rule where the guy has to do a football move, turn up field, whatever, whatever. So he had two hands on the ball, got hit and, and fumbled, but it was ruled an incomplete pass. So four plays later, the Patriots kick a field goal, goes into overtime, they win the toss, they drive and win on a legendary field goal from Adam Vinatieri. They then go on to win the Super Bowl, they beat the, the you know, the greatest show on turf Rams. And that begins the legend of Tom Brady. So, and, and in that Super Bowl, he has a great comeback. But of course, you know, the comeback or a great drive to win the game. But the legend all begins in the snow, in the tuck rule. You know, it's kind of like Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. He's, <laughs> he's born amongst, you know, ice, uh, just like Jon Snow, or reborn, I should say. And Basically, you know, in the immediate future, I don't know how much it changes for the Raiders. Um, you know, they, they go on to, to play Pittsburgh the following week. They probably beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, but I don't know if they had enough to hang with uh, the Rams in the Super Bowl. But I think the, the bigger impact is if the Raiders win either of those games, they keep John Gruden. They don't trade him away to Tampa Bay and of course, the Buccaneers don't win their their first Super Bowl. So, any thoughts on that? <laughs> I'm sure you yeah, have some. <laughs> for sure, yeah. I mean, I know that this was a big one for Raiders fans, and I watched the episode on this uh, on ESPN Plus. Is the man in the arena, the Tom Brady little mini series that they're milking with all of his Super Bowl appearances, ten Super Bowl appearances. But anyways, yeah, Charles Woodson. I remember they showed his reaction, and he was like. You know, it's so livid still to this day talking about it. Um, but so, yeah, I have this on my list is what if the Raiders win the tuck rule game against New England? So obviously this is a fumble, right? It's one of the worst calls in playoff history. They implemented instant replay because of calls like this. I remember maybe a year or two before Vinny Testaverde's helmet was across the goal line in a playoff game for the Jets. And they ruled out a touchdown. And I remember on ESPN, they were like, that's not a touchdown. It's his helmet, not the football. And that's why instant replay was implemented. But early on, uh, there were little mistakes like this. And this one was pretty impactful. And these are the kinds of things that happen in, in football in the margins, like, like the catch. Like, did the ball wiggle a little bit during the catch? Or did the wrist flick enough to indicate a throwing motion? These are the kinds of things about football that drive me insane. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah and it's it's if you look at it now without the, i mean they go on to change the tuck rule shortly after that so the nfl knew it was wrong but technically according to the rule books it was the right call i guess 
<laughs> I mean, there's another game we're going to talk about with weird rules. Um, but the momentum shifted after this play. Obviously, there was more football to be played. And, you know, the Pats, uh, you know, had to do their part. They still had to get back on defense uh, and get the win. I know that the right call was made at the time. Uh, but uh, excuse me, uh, if the right call was made, how it should have been with the rules we know now, uh, they, the Pats don't get that chance to secure the win. Yeah, they, the, the Raiders get the ball back. They, they kneel three times and the game's over. And they yeah. go on to play Pittsburgh in, in the AFC championship game. And, the, of course, the, the larger impact is Al Davis decides that enough is enough. You know, John Gruden has, not, has failed to win the big game, so to speak, and has not delivered on a Super Bowl. Um, or, so he decides to trade him to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for two first-round picks and two second round picks, which is crazy to think about. I mean, I don't know how many coaches in the NFL would, would uh, net that kind of return now, maybe Belichick, Peyton, maybe one other, Andy Reid, maybe. Uh, but to add some insult to that, the, the Raiders, of course, lose the following year in the Super Bowl to Tampa Bay, to John Gruden. Uh, and none of those picks that they got from the Bucks, you know, become, you know, any, uh, anything substantial. So, they don't get anything worth a damn from Tampa Bay, and they basically hand them a Super Bowl uh, in exchange for for a couple picks. So that's that's the big what if, and it it leads to essentially twenty years of you know mediocrity at best for the Raiders. Yeah, and there there's a uh, you know some missteps along the way in that that twenty years or so. I have a what if for this as well. Um, so my what if is if the, re- the referees still get the call wrong because you do need this rule implemented to, to correct this kind of inefficiency in the rules. The outcry in the aftermath of the game with it running on ESPN all day constantly, they'll change the rule. Uh, but the Raiders win uh, in OT instead of New England. Uh, there's no field goal win from Vinatieri. Uh, they don't win the Super Bowl that year because the Rams were so overwhelming and the Pats just had, like you said, um, the defense to, to stifle that Rams offense. But the following year, they'll win it against anybody, including Tampa Bay. John Gruden stays. Um, and the thing is, like, his overall coaching record isn't that impressive overall. But in that, like, four or five years, like, he was just lightning in a bottle. Like, he could do no wrong. He was... Like kind of like Sean McVay now to an extent, like boy genius, known for scheme. If you stand next to Gruden, you probably get a job somewhere like some of these McVay or Belichick disciples these days. Uh, I know Gruden left coaching for a while, but this would have been a window of more success um, that didn't come to be as a, as a result of this and the loss the following year. So it's, it's quite literally a coin flip moment <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. instead of, Again, with our rules now, you know, if Brady gets the, gets the ball, kicks a field goal, the Raiders at least get a chance to respond. But back then, the NFL overtime rules were sudden death, whether it was a touchdown or a field goal. So if the coin flips the other way, the Raiders get the ball. Like you said, they score, and they, they're the ones that move on. And I, I think that's, that's probably what would have happened. I mean, John Gruden, like you said, he, is, he did, did have that air of, of boy genius to him. It was kind of like the Harbaugh Niners era where he just, you know, had a, well, at least Har- Harbaugh succeeded right away. Gruden had a couple of years to, to build, but 
it was just almost immediate success. And he was such a young coach. He was, you know, younger, this around the same age as his quarterback, uh, which is common now with, with Matt Stafford and Kyle Shanahan and those guys, but it was, it was pretty unheard of at the time. So Gruden does get his Super Bowl, but he gets it with the Raiders. And then, like you said, he kind of rides off into the sunset for a bit, uh, but not as uh, maybe a little more decorated and a little more uh, appreciated than after a, a rough stint in, uh, in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and the, the Raiders brought him back because of that reputation and that nostalgia. And I think he, his game, his philosophy just doesn't translate to today, to the, to today's game. It just, they didn't look as good as they did back then. Yeah. So the, and this is definitely not the last time we'll be mentioning Gruden's name <laughs> on today's yeah. podcast. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's enough of the tuck rule. That was the first time I cried over sports. I was 12 years old, I think watching that game and I cried like a baby after that game. Legitimate heartbreak. Yeah. 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 So close. As I mentioned in the snippet, that was indeed the first time I cried over sports as a 12 or 13 year old Raiders fan who was introduced to the cold reality of the NFL playoffs and NL NFL officiating. And it was a brutal introduction into what life would be like as a Raiders fan for the next 20 years or so. This is, I think as we mentioned in the pod, one of the biggest what-ifs, of course, in Raiders history. Probably the biggest what-if in Raiders history. But it's also one of the biggest what-ifs in NFL history. Because it birthed the career and the legend that became Tom Brady. And you wonder that if, you know, what would have happened had he lost that game... Would the Patriots have gone back to Drew Bledsoe? Would they have kept going with Tom Brady? More than likely, they stick with Brady anyway. But if you're into what-ifs and conspiracy theories and whatever, then I think there's a solid argument to be made that we don't get the same career out of Tom Brady if he doesn't win this game, again, in controversial, but according to the rules, correct fashion. That's it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Please make sure to leave us a review and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on all the major social media platforms. We're doing some cool stuff on YouTube and TikTok in particular. So make sure to check us out there at 4040 Vision Pod. Thanks, y'all. Peace out.